This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. Something just ridiculous. But Joseph didn't do that. In his moment of great need and burden and distress, two years in prison, here's his opportunity. He didn't go in in the flesh trying to schmooze or please or buy or make his mark on Pharaoh. He comes to Pharaoh honoring the God of his life, honoring Jehovah, trusting in the Lord. And he went there humbly said, I can't interpret your dream, but my God can. And I'll help you with that. Joseph honoring the Lord brought God's honor on him. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 2, verse 30, Them that honor me, I will honor. You know, God deserves to be honored. And we need to be in our times of concern and distress. We need to remember God works on the other end. And God honors those that give honor to him. And when you don't know what to do or know where to turn, just go to the Lord and say, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn, but I trust you. I honor you. I've been looking at this psalm. I started to preach on it tonight. I've been looking at this psalm, Psalm 116. And it just says, I love you, Lord. (laughs) I love you, Lord. And I wonder, in your time of distress, as you're, reaction ah! in your time of burden and when things are out of your control are you just flipping out and don't know what to do or don't know where to turn or you lose your temper you lose your cooler or are you willing to honor the lord you know what david said what time i am afraid i will trust in thee What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Psalm said, I love you, Lord. Folks, when we're facing dilemma and we're wondering, how in the world is this going to change? How is that circumstance going to change? It's out of my control. You know what we need to do? We need to honor the Lord. Well, didn't Joseph set a great example? He honored the Lord. God deserves to be honored. Number two, we need to remember... That God speaks to men. God speaks to men. As we look at this story, we realize that God speaks to men. Notice how this works. Did Joseph get down in that dungeon, that prison, and plot a scheme as to how he could get Pharaoh to get his attention? No, not at all. But God was at work. The Bible says in verse number 1, It came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed. Pharaoh dreamed. Verse number 5, the Bible says he slept and dreamed the second time. The Bible says in verse number 7, the seven thin ears devoured the seven rank and full ears, and Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. Guess what God did? God worked in Pharaoh's mind 
I don't know what he ate that night. Pharaoh must have ate something. He must have had a big T-bone steak and a big ear of corn or something uh, because he dreamed of cattle and corn, but God orchestrated the details, and God speaks to men. He may have had Mexican try to take a Sunday afternoon nap. I don't know. But God did that. God spoke to Pharaoh. Now, this is a man that a regular prisoner couldn't have an audience with. This is somebody you couldn't find his phone number if you tried. But God has his number, and God is working, and God rules and works in the hearts of men. And God spoke to Pharaoh. God moved in Pharaoh's heart. And God put the pieces together to bring the bookends together so that Joseph, a man who was determined to honor God, would end up being used of God to save his whole family and to save the whole world from starvation. See, God speaks to men. God spoke to Pharaoh. God didn't only speak to Pharaoh, but God reminded the butler two years ago Two guys in prison had dreams. What's that have to do with the price of cheese in China? Well, God's putting the pieces together. Two years ago, two guys, a baker and a butler, have dreams. The butler, his dream is interpreted correctly. The baker's dream is interpreted correctly. The butler is back in the presence of Pharaoh. And the Bible says in verse 9, Then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. He's like, oops. Sorry, Joseph, forgot about you for two years. He says, I remember my faults this day. Pharaoh was wroth with his servants and put me in ward in the captain of the guard's house, both me and the chief baker. And we dreamed a dream in one night. I and he, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream. And there was there with us a young man, an Hebrew, servant to the captain of the guard. And we told him, and he interpreted us our dreams. To each man, according to his dream, he did interpret. And it came to pass. As he interpreted to us, so it was. Me he restored unto mine office, and him he hanged. God speaks to men. God worked in Pharaoh's heart. God worked in the butler's heart. And God led and worked in that butler's mouth so that he'd speak up for Joseph. What did Joseph have to do with bringing himself out of prison that he might save the whole world? Nothing. Nothing other than consistent faithfulness to the Lord. Over and over in the Bible, it's mentioned of Joseph that Joseph pleased the Lord. That's what Joseph did. And the Lord was with Joseph. God speaks to men. God speaks through his word. God speaks through his spirit. God speaks through other Christians, God speaks through circumstances. God is working. Who's that person you have the greatest burden for? I'll tell you something. If you'll honor the Lord and rest in the Lord, God can and God will speak to their hearts. God can do that work. God can change that heart. God can do a work we never could anyway. Rest in the Lord. God deserves to be honored. God speaks to men. Number three, God does what is right at the right time. 
We see in the life of Joseph that God does what's right at the right time. When Pharaoh had a burden and his heart was troubled, and God worked on the memory of the butler to tell about Joseph, God brought Joseph forth at the right time and made him ruler over all of Egypt. God was at work. Now, we don't like these seasons. We don't like these seasons when things are really difficult, do we? I hate them. I like to be soaring on the mountaintops, but we all have to go through valleys. We all have burdens, troubles. I don't like them. But I'll tell you something. God teaches us through them. God blesses through them. And God does what is right, when it's right, and we can rest in them. You look at Joseph's life. Man, I hate the thoughts. I always think about Joseph. I've shared this with you before. I think about Joseph, his brothers, his older brothers. You know, you, you admire older brothers. His older brothers threw him into a pit and, to, and left him to die. And just so happened in God's orchestrated plan, God worked at the, at the right time. A group of gypsies come through the desert. And Joseph's brother's like, let's sell him. We can get a little money out of him. And his brothers sell him as a slave. I can just see him tied behind a wagon, walking his way to a land he'd never been, a language he didn't speak, culture and customs he'd never been around. Stood up on an auction block, sold as a slave. That's terrible. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But I'll just tell you something. As you look at the beginning and the end, you look at the end, how God used Joseph to save his whole family. We can say with absolute certainty that Joseph was better off in Egypt. Better than staying home with Daddy? Joseph was better off in Egypt. Why? Because God does what's right when it's right. And we can trust him. And God's working on the other end. And I think about Joseph in Potiphar's house. I can see a smile come on Joseph's face when he realizes that Potiphar's not really a bad guy at all. I can see a little joy in his heart as he rises in the ranks in Potiphar's house. I can see some satisfaction as he takes on the responsibility of running the home of a very important person in Egypt. And then my heart breaks when I watch his life just shattered because Potiphar's wife lies about him. And he gets sent to prison. But I'm looking at the bookends. I'm looking at the end. Joseph saves his family and the whole world. It took a trip to prison. <laughs> You know, when you look at Joseph's life, you can say he was better off in prison. He's better off in prison. Two years? Probably more. Better off in prison. You see those low times? You know what God's doing? He's working. He's working on the other end. My, we'll never know. 
And you can't know how God's working on your behalf in areas that you didn't know. Joseph, I can see him sitting in that prison on this day. Genesis 41. I can see him sitting in prison another day. I don't know if he's marking them off on the wall of his prison cell or what, but another day. And God had been at work all night that night. And God was putting the pieces together to take Joseph from prison to the palace so that he could prepare the salvation of his family. And I just want I know lots of folks get spend a lot of time very low. I get there. Those moments when you say, there's nothing I can do. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what to say. I don't know what buttons to push. If I knew what to do, I'd do it, but I can't. I wish they would do this. I wish they would change that. When you get to that place, I want you to be reminded of Joseph's life and be reminded that God works on the other end. And it's no telling what God may be putting together, what God may be placing, what pieces. You see, I don't always agree with the way that God cuts the puzzle. But I can guarantee you when he puts it together, it's going to look like this. And we know all things work together for good to them that love God. I don't like the way the jagged edges of the puzzle sometimes. But God's working it all together for good. And you know what? I'm so encouraged by Joseph's life. I'm so encouraged by Joseph's life and the fact that God works on the other end. I don't have to know it all. I don't have to pretend to know it all. But what I should do is this. I should honor God. I should honor God with my life and rest in the promises of God and know that God will prove himself faithful. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.